for those of us, those of you that are joining online today, we appreciate that as well. And, you know, I understand the struggle that we're in. And it's, while it's great for some of us to be here uh, worshiping in person, I, I really appreciate more now than ever the, the people that are joining us online. So last week I was out of town. You might not have seen me or noticed that I was here, but, but I was out of town and I was worshiping online like so many of you are. And, you know, I, I wasn't ready. I was out of town. We had communion. Uh, we try to put it out for everyone to be ready if you're online with communion. I wasn't ready for communion. And it, it just felt like this out-of-body experience to see everybody having communion. And I'm just, okay, I got nothing. But so I, I applaud you for joining in online. And I, and I thank you for those of you that, that are coming here on a Sunday. Because, you know, worshiping in person, it's just wonderful to be with the saints of God. And, and that's what, what I hope we can go back to as, as soon as possible. But, you know, with all the different changes in, in life that we're going through, and, and we're all seeing it, right? Kids studying virtually and, and hybrid. Parents working from home or, or having to go to work and, and their kids are having to do school from home, like it's, it's craziness, isn't it? And, and all that adds up to stress, and, and it's added stress in our life. And I, I was talking with the, the um, Manchester City of Welfare director this past week and, and just asking her what are the needs she sees in the city and how can we as a church come alongside them this holiday season? And, and we'll be bringing you more, more ideas about that. But she mentioned to me just this week we had our second suicide in the City of Manchester Fire Department. And, and, you know, it broke my heart that there's a lot of hurting people right now in this time, especially our first responders. Like, we pray for them every week as a staff, but I'm encouraging us as a church, pray for the people that are responding and seeing this disease so up close and, and in person that uh, they would feel like there's no hope. It, it's just, it's tragic. It's tragic that we would have that. But, um, you know, I, I also understand that, that some of us, it, it may be hard for us to, to press into God during a time like this. You know, there's, there's been times where I've gone to prayer and I'm like, what's that heaviness I feel on my heart? Like, am I getting COVID? What is that? Is it shortness of breath? And, and you know what it is? If I'm aware of it, it's, it's anxiety. It's not that I'm anxious about any one thing, but like with all this stuff going on, and, and I have to pray even harder to say, God, fill, fill my heart today. So this morning, I want to be talking about this topic, getting your passion back. Because the reality is that I, I feel like um, life is a current, right? It's, it's a current that comes at us. And it's kind of like if you've ever been kayaking on a river, I like to kayak with the current, right? But, but when we're going in life, we're kind of kayaking against the current. And, and you know, we're going, and, and if you keep a good speed of, of paddling, you're going to do fine against that current. You'll make headway. But if you've ever gone kayaking in the spring when the snow melt is like there's a lot of melt and maybe it rains, the river is raging, right? And, and to, to paddle upstream in a raging current takes a lot more effort, doesn't it? And, and I kind of feel like in some ways that's what COVID is. It's that raging stream and, and we're paddling like we used to, but you know, we're paddling and we're losing ground. Or maybe you just give up paddling and you find yourself all of a sudden like, how did I end up here? Well, if you've ever felt like, okay, I was closer to God at one point in my life and I'm just not as close today, like this message is for you. It's for me in that. Because you know what? Pastors don't get a free pass on anxiety or worry or trouble. (laughs) I got the same issues in my life that you have in your life. But it's how do we press into God at a moment like that? That's what we want to be talking about today. 
So I'm going to talk to you about a quality of enthusiasm. And you might say, okay, Greg, what is enthusiasm? Like, why, why mention enthusiasm? Because, you know what, I believe that there's really two types of people in the world when it comes to, to talking about enthusiasm. And the two types of people would be, would be this. There's those that let circumstances influence their enthusiasm. Right? We understand what that's like. Maybe some of us today, we find that the circumstances we're going through, like it's affecting us. It's, it's infecting our enthusiasm. And then there's those who use their enthusiasm to influence the circumstances, right? And, and, and as much as we all want to be in that second case, let's just understand that some of us here today, we're not there, right? It's not like I, I would want the Spirit of God within me to be so bright and, and bubble up so much that you would know that there's a light inside my life. But the reality is sometimes it's not that way for me, and I know it's not that way for you either. So if, if you're here today and you're like, I want to be that person that there's an enthusiasm inside of me that influences my circumstances versus, versus having my circumstances influence me, you're, you came to the right service, all right? I'm glad you're here because we all need this word today. So when we talk about enthusiasm, it's not my word. It's a word I find in Scripture. And I, and I want to look at 1 Corinthians 15, 57, and 58. And it says this, But thank God He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, I don't, I don't know if you guys just heard what I said or if you really need this message on enthusiasm more than you think you need it. But I just said, thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. And somebody said, amen. Like, come on. We read it, but does it sink in, right? That Thank God he gave us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so my dear brothers, Paul says, be strong and immovable. That's what God has for us, to be strong and immovable. Always work, and here's that word, enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Right? So enthusiastically in the Greek is this word entheos. So en is in, and theos is where we get our word theology. It means God. So it's, it's in God or, or literally filled with God. So like you and I may think of, all right, enthusiasm, it's someone that's just had a little too much caffeine or maybe they drank too many Red Bulls, right? And they're all pumped up and they're ready to go. No, this enthusiasm is different than that. It's, if I could say it in a different way, true spiritual enthusiasm isn't something you work up, right? It's not a product of your environment. It's a posture of your heart. You see the difference, right? It's, it's not something I'm drumming up. It's something that's bubbling up from within me. It, it comes from spending time in God's presence. That's what entheos is. That's what true spiritual enthusiasm is. And that's what God would say, this is how I want you to walk through life. Because as you, as you do work, work for the Lord, right? It's not what I'm doing, it's who I'm doing it for that, that gives me life and fuels me, right? It, it, and and that's, there's something way different than trying to drum it up, right? I'm, I'm not up here saying, okay, fake it till you make it. What's the sense in that? There, there is no sense, right? I'm saying, okay, some of us, we've lost that sense of being filled with God, that entheos. It's like that song, you've lost that loving feeling, right? If you know that song, we've lost it. We're like, God, how do I get it back? Well, that's, that's why we're here. We're, we're going to be talking about that this morning. So I want to talk to you this morning about a man named David. We find him in the Old Testament. And David was someone that he had in Theos. He was filled with God. So, so David, as a young boy, he was a shepherd boy. 
and, and, we, and we find him as a shepherd boy, he was in Theos. He was filled with God. Then he became king, and he was filled with God. We've got examples of that as well that we're going to talk through this morning. But especially we're going to talk about there was a time when he wasn't filled with God, and, and tragically he fell. And, and it's like the current was coming at him faster than he was paddling, or maybe he just gave up paddling, and he found himself in a place that maybe you and I can find ourselves, a place he never thought he would end up, but that's where he was. So, so let's look this morning to what happens, what happened in David's life when he was a young boy. See, as, as a young boy, he was a shepherd, and he was sent by his dad to go to the front lines where his brothers were, were fighting a, a war. They were part of the Israelite army, and the Israelites were fighting against the Philistines. And some of the wars in those days, they had a, a member from this camp and a member from that camp that would come out and, and wage war against one another. And, and the Philistines had their man named Goliath. And Goliath was this giant, like literal giant of a guy. And he's out there going, okay, send one Israelite to me, and I'm going to like eat him for breakfast. I don't know if he said that, but something in, in those words, right? And he's taunting the Israelites. And David comes, and, and Theos, he is filled with the presence of God as he's, he's bringing snacks to his brothers. He's bringing cheese and bread from his dad to his brothers, and he sees this going on. And he's like, no, 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 there's something not right here. And this is what David says to the Philistine. He says, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the Lord, the the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I'll give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. See, you don't drum this up on the inside. This is the presence of God filling David, and, and David is just like speaking it out and declaring it to this Philistine giant when every other warrior was peeing in their pants, frankly, right? They, they, they were just so scared. Why? Why is that? They were not filled with God like David was filled in God. So, so how did David get so filled with God? Why was he in Theos? Why was he enthusiastic? I'll give you three reasons why I think he was so filled with God. He trusted God daily. He walked with God daily. And he worshipped God daily. And what's the common denominator there? Daily. See, some of us think that if I can come to church... That's going to end Theos. It's going to fill me up. No, it's not. Coming to church is not going to fill you up with God. It's being in the presence of God. It's not going to fill you up with God and give you what you need. Some of you think online, you know what? I can just click and I'll attend shallowcommunity.church today and I'm going to be in Theos. No, it's not going to fill you up with God. It'll, it'll, you're being in the presence of God and it's wonderful and I'm so glad that you're online. But we need more than that. David had more than that. There was a daily walk that he had. It, it was something precious. So, so let's take a look at a little bit. He trusted God daily. You know how he learned to trust God? As a shepherd boy, he's attending to sheep, and a, and a wolf or a lion would come and try to steal his sheep. And David would go, God, help me. And he runs and he like takes care of the lion and takes care. And he sees God work in his, in, just in the middle of his situation because he's crying out to God. He trusts God daily. He walked with God daily. David is the one in Psalm 23 where he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. 
Lest you think everything went well for David, he puts this in there. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Like David's not talking about his mountaintop. He's talking about right where you and I live sometimes, where it feels like there's only enemies coming against us. And he is walking with God in a way that God wants us to walk with him as well. We, we find when the, the Ark of the Covenant, which is where the very presence of God resided, came to David's hometown, David was so excited, he went out half-clothed, and he is dancing and praising God because the Ark is in his city. And his wife is looking out the window going, David, what are you doing? Like, you are making a fool of yourself. And David just couldn't help it. He was so in theos, he was so filled up with God, he worshipped God daily. But you know, there was two sides to David, as I mentioned before. There was that he was filled with God, and there was a time later in his life where he wasn't so much filled with God. Right? And, and, and to better understand what this is, there's, there's a passage in 2 Samuel 11, and it starts off by saying this, in a time when kings go off to war, and you know, David didn't go off to war. He decided, no, I'm going to stay back. You know what, maybe the current was a little too strong and he wasn't paddling as hard or maybe he just stopped paddling, but David decided, I'm not going to go to war this year. I don't feel like it. And he starts to drift backwards. And, you know, he, he, goes, um, he goes up onto the rooftop to a place he wasn't supposed to be. And he sees a beautiful woman on another rooftop and she's taking a bath. And he starts to look at something he shouldn't be looking at. And, and then as he sees her, he, he allows himself to be captivated with that, and then he does something that he shouldn't do, and it costs people something they should have never had to pay for. But David says, hey, bring that woman to me, and he sleeps with her and commits adultery that night. Her husband was on the front line fighting the battle where David should have been, and David's taken, taken her wife. It's like, David, what, what is wrong with you? What is happening to you right now? How, do you realize how far you've come from your entheos, from being filled with God, and this is where you are? And it all stopped. Why? Because he stopped spending time with God daily. He wasn't, he wasn't spending time in God's presence. He wasn't trusting God daily. He wasn't worshiping God daily. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't filling, uh, you know, spending time with God like he needed to be spending time with God. So I could say it in this way. The two sides of David are this. With enthusiasm as a young boy, David ran into the battle to serve as God. But later in life, with apathy, David walked on the roof to serve as comfort. You know, and I want to ask us this today. In, in the quietness of your own heart, are you serving God with enthusiasm or with apathy? Are you trying to serve your own comfort? And, and I ask myself the same question, but, but saints, we've got to realize the current is coming strong at us right now. And it's taking us to this apathetic place where, yeah, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to go to church today. I, I, don't, I mean, I could click online, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll get to it later. Or, yeah, you know, I, I want to I pray, but I'm just too busy right now. I, I, man, I'm so stressed out at work. I just, need to, I just need to unwind and watch TV. I'm not going to read the Bible tonight. You know, and, and we find ourselves, some disciplines that we had. See, I, I know this. The, the current of life does not take us towards more discipline. It doesn't take us towards worship. It doesn't take us to spending time with God. We've got to fight for those things. If, if we're going to spend time in God's presence, we've got to fight for it. The, the, the culture of the day will not take you into God's presence, right? You've got to walk. You've got to, you've got to strive for that, amen? 
So what did David do when he lost it? See, what makes David a man after God's own heart is when the prophet Nathan comes to David and he confronts him over his sin. See, if if I came to you today and I said, hey, you know, like you've been messing up, you might say, whoa, 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 Greg, who are you to get in my face? Like you should not be coming at me with with these kind of things. And you'd start to put up your defenses, wouldn't you? I'd probably do the same thing. When Nathan comes to David and, and calls him out for his sin, David doesn't make excuses. David says this prayer in Psalm 51. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. See, David owned up. God, I've, I've messed up and now I've got to get up. And, and I've got to turn from what, the where I've been walking and where this current has taken me, and I've got to start going back hard after you. That's called repentance. And, and we find the same thing mentioned in Revelations when the Spirit of God says to the church at Ephesus, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I'll come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. You know, and this is a sobering word for us this morning, but it's also a really encouraging word for us because no matter where you find yourself today, Jesus is one step back. You, you just have to turn from wherever you are and turn back to Jesus. He's right there. He, you're not hiding from him. He, he knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in my heart. I can't hide anything from him. But I think God and the Spirit of God is calling each one of us today. If you've lost your walk with the Lord, if you've lost that passion, you've lost the entheos, the being filled with God on a daily basis, God's like, go back to that place. Go, go back to your first love. Because that's where you were so vibrant. That's where you were full of life. And, and you know what? It could be COVID. It, it could be isolation. It could be working from home. It could be all these things. But aren't they just excuses at the end of the day? I don't care what it is. Neither does God. God just wants to know, what are you going to do about it? Because if we don't do anything about it, right, the current is 3x right now. It's just taking us to a place we don't want to be. So in Theos, just to be clear, it's not coming to church. It's not clicking online. In Theos is, is when we get into the very presence of God, like we sang, where we surrender all to God. And we say, God, would you fill me up? You know, I don't know about you, but I need a filling every day. Just like I need food every day. It says, you know, about the word of God that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we're fasting today to to pray. By by tonight, I'm going to be hungry. And guess what? I'm going to eat later on today. And I'm going to break my fast. But suppose you fasted from the word of God today, tomorrow, the day after. You know what? You die if you don't eat. But some of us think, I don't really really want to get into God's word. You know, if, if you need a plan, let me help you get into God's Word on a daily basis. It will change your life to, to be in the presence of God. What does it look like to have worship music on? See, it's, it's not we're checking boxes and saying, God, don't take, don't take the fire from me. We're not checking a box. We're spending time with God. And as we spend time with Him in Theos, He fills us up and it changes who we are. So the question is, as we have our series, looking up God's design for tough times, When trouble comes, what type of a Christian are you? What type of a Christian am I? Are are we someone who walks with God and grows with God and trusts God? And it's God that empowers us with that entheos, that spiritual enthusiasm? Because if we're not, 
we're kind of like David. There's an apathy that comes on us. And it's not just that we lose the presence of God. We actually walk away from the presence of God. And, and that, that's tragic. I don't want to see anyone here. I don't want to see anyone online feel like, okay, you know what? I've lost it. No, I'm giving you a way back. That's the good news this morning. The way back is to say, God, help me. God, I, I come to you. I, I surrender my life all over to you again. God, would you fill me? Would you restore to me the joy of my salvation? Would you create in me a pure heart, O oh God? You know, I, I'm very aware that for this to be a praying church, we've got to have a praying pastor. And you know what? I pray for you. I've been praying for you this week. But just me praying in this church doesn't make it a praying church. It, it requires all of us to be praying for this to be a praying church. And, and I believe that God will, will inhabit the praises of his people and he will answer our prayers. But it needs to be all of us swimming in the same direction, all of us saying, God, there's nothing more than your presence. That's what I'm contending for. God, I want to come into your presence. So would you stand with me today as we close? So you know, if you're here today or if you're watching online, there may be some of us, you're you're kind of feeling that sense of, you know what, I don't know that I'm really in the right place. I I call that feeling conviction, conviction of the Holy Spirit. And you know what, I, I know conviction well because when I sin, God convicts me. And when I, when I sense that conviction, I've got to do something about it. I've got to say, God, I'm coming back to you. I'm going to repent of my sin. And believe me, church, I, I walk through the same issues of life that you, that you walk through as well. But I come back to God and I say, God, I surrender it all again today to you. Lord, I want you to fill me afresh a, a today. God, would you create in me a pure heart? Would you put a right spirit within me? Lord, would you help me to stay on your path? If, if you've walked away from God or the apathy or the, or the, the current of, of life has caused you to be far away from God right now, come back to him. Today's the day. So let's, let's pray together to, to the Lord. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, if, if, if anyone of you have walked away, pray with me right now. Father God, I come back to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I repent that, that I've just allowed myself to be apathetic and to walk away from you. And, and I've lost the entheos, God. I've lost being filled up with you and, and walking each day with you. God, would you fill me today afresh? God, would you create a right spirit within me? Create in me a clean heart. Put a right spirit in me. Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation today. I ask it in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray a blessing over each one listening, over each one here. God, would you come and fill us with your presence, Lord? It's, it, it's not something we drum up, Lord. I want it to bubble up within each side, inside of us, Lord, because we're in your word on a daily basis. We're listening and we're worshiping to, to, to the music we listen to, God, that we're trusting you in each circumstance we face. So God, bless your people today. Bless our land, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. God bless you. If you want prayer for anything, please come down and see me. Just keep your mask on.